Hey, this is Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me on all the major podcatchers, basically everywhere podcasts are at. I'm an Odyssey as well. Uh, today, the topic is going to be working for the state. Uh, my guest is Jay Flintlock. Um, as always, I like money. Give me money. Uh, Patreon.com is No Way Jose 2020. Shameless grifting. Uh, go check out Top Lobster as well. He puts out quality products. I have merch of mine there. That he did. He did the logo. He's done all sorts of shit for me. He did a dope ass uh, Dave Smith Murray Rothbard mashup for our episode I did with Dave on Anatomy Estate by Rothbard. Um, and yeah, definitely go check him out. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and bring on Jay and we'll fucking get to this. What the fuck's up, dude? What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Good, good. You want to go ahead and intro yourself for the audience so they know who yeah. the fuck you are? So uh, I'm Jay Flintlock. Uh, when I made my Liberty account, I wanted to be super tryhard because I was still worked for the state at the time, and I uh, was super mad. So I picked a tryhard name. <laughs> um, but no, um, when I uh, you want me to go into it? You want me to just hop right into the story? I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can go ahead and do it. I was going to just do like the the generic, you know, spiel. But you I mean that's kind of the episode mostly is your spiel. Okay. So we'll go ahead and just get into it, and then we'll we'll riff from there. Okay, so uh, I uh, you know, I joined. I I, I wanted to uh, go active, but uh, my parents convinced me to go guard uh, first, and I decided that I liked uh, guard because I wanted to, you know, defend the homeland. And then didn't realize that they deploy too uh, until until uh, later. But anyways, uh, I I joined as an intel analyst, and um, you know, I, I helped train the guys who went to Ferguson, Missouri, to do uh, their shit during the riots. And uh, I liked Intel um, because, you know, I kind of bought the I, I drank the Kool-Aid pretty hard and uh, I wanted to do it full time when I got out of college. Uh, so I did an internship with Homeland Security, the, uh, you know, the big boogeyman. And uh, they convinced me that uh, I instead of being an Intel analyst, I should just, you know, go, go straight up special agent. And they convinced me that I should switch to uh, law enforcement. So uh, I became a MP lieutenant, uh, a professional uh, Blue Falcon, uh, and um, you know I did I, I did that for a little bit, and then I uh, you know that led me to try to get a stepping stone job to start my law enforcement career full time, and so I joined uh, the prison, uh, Missouri Department of Corrections. Uh, it was truly terrible. Uh, I count my blessings every day that I got out. And uh, I also got out of the the guard, and so around the same time, I think it was a couple months after, it just happened to line up perfectly. So much happier now. All right, awesome. Let's I, let's go into. I kind of want to touch on. I mean, most people who follow my show know that I just got out of active duty military recently, so I have experience there. So I figure we can kind of uh, relate on that, and I kind of mm -hmm. want to touch on a little bit of like what it was like working in the prison system and then we'll, we'll probably touch on the military as well after that but mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and uh, i want to know like what was it like working for the prison system in general was it so, a nightmare was it kind of yeah. cushy you know benefits all that shit you know just yeah just go ahead <laughs> so uh the the prison system uh the like prison guards like they they like to be called correctional officers but like there's no there's no corrective action it's it's just straight up punishment uh you're there that you're you're there to make your life hell and uh, a lot of them are nonviolent offenders, um, especially where I was because I went to a level one uh, minimum security prison. And, uh, you know, I, they when you go to the academy, they straight up are like, uh, you know, every single person here is bad. 
assume everyone is guilty because you have to be you have to give like equal treatment to everyone and so just they're animals they're monsters you're like you're there to keep them in their cage and you're there to you know make sure they fucking submit to your will and uh you know at first because again i was like super indoctrinated uh my parents like raised me to just have blind faith in the state just trust the system because they know what they're doing and so i was like super proud you know i was like honored to be a part of you know <laughs> the glorious empire and uh you know i uh i i bought that pretty hard you know i i made jokes like oh they're not people they're inmates like and it, uh, looking back on that i'm just i'm mortified i'm embarrassed the way i used to act but everyone acts like that when they first get in and a lot of them stay that way i'd say most of them stay that way and if you don't stay that way then you're branded a hug a thug um and for those of you who don't uh read the writing on the box uh, a hug a thug is someone who prefers the company of inmates over his you know his his brother's heavy quotes uh co's you know the 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 thin silver line because they're they got to be different from cops so thin silver line so thin blue line they're all part of the same gang what year um, roughly around this what was this I don't, I don't know how long you've been out of, of the prison system or whatever or or when this was because i'm just curious because it seems like at least my perspective on it's just like my personal how i see things it seems like the attitude towards i mean hell like my like say with like uh especially stuff like weed and stuff like that just the attitudes have changed over the years i don't know if it's been a while or if this is mm-hmm. a recent thing because it, it just seems like from my perspective that the perspective of the normie has kind of changed when it comes to especially victimless crimes and such. Yep. Um, so I, 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 you would think it would have an in, in influence within like the people who work in the prison system, but it's, I mean, I made it's it wrong. Yeah. It's really funny that you say that dude. Cause um, well, so, okay. So I got out uh, last, last July, uh, 2020, uh, uh, July, 2020. So and recently, um, yeah. yeah. And so, um, when I was in, uh, I wasn't there for the uh, the riot, but they had a riot at Crossroads Correctional Facility, um, which was like an hour and a half away from my facility. And I wasn't there again. I wasn't there for the riot, but I did go there to uh, you know clear out a housing unit and di- do a sweep and like check uh, for weapons, for contraband, for drugs, for alcohol, anything like that um, throughout a whole housing unit. You know, take these take these inmates, transfer them to a different one, sweep it. And so, uh, you know, while I was there, I was like, you know, what, what, what caused the riot? What happened? And, um, honestly, uh, it's, it, it's pretty much, uh, same story, different day. Um, one of the most famous prison riots was, uh, the Attica prison riot, uh, back in, Ooh, I think it's 1971. We're heading on the, the 50th anniversary, uh, in September, um, mark your calendars of the, the most infamous prison riot, um, and they had a lot of the same problems that inmates have today. And it's why a lot of the same issues that the inmates at Crossroads, they had the same at Attica. Uh, you know, there, there was um, racism amongst prison guards. There was, uh, and I'm not talking about like gay fucking uh, blue pill uh, fakertarian shit. I'm talking about like no shit, no like shit. <laughs> you belong in your place, yeah. like hard R stuff you know, um, Mississippi wind chime sh- uh, shit. But anyways, um, you know, there's, there's racism. There's like not enough, like the, all the prisons are like desperately understaffed. So like wreck is, is cut short. And like, that's what these guys live for. Cause they have nothing else to live for. 
Um, you know, they're, they're pretty much indentured servants. I know in the state of Missouri, the, um, the highest paying job you can get, uh, pays seven twenty five a day and the regular jobs pay seven twenty five a month, like $7 and 25 cents I'm saying. And so it's just like they're indentured servants. Uh, and it, I mean, fuck, they like, they, they do everything for the prisons without inmates. The prisons wouldn't run. And so that should kind of show you like, well, then I guess, there's an incentive to keep people locked up, right? Because without them, the prisons wouldn't run, the highways wouldn't be clean, the governor's mansion wouldn't be cleaned, CO's cars wouldn't be washed. Not in my facility specifically, but there's, I mean, I've interviewed an inmate who was uh, locked up in, uh, I think it was Mississippi, it was either Mississippi or Arkansas, and he said that they wash CO's cars. And I think they do that at other camps. They also like wash CO's clothes at some camps. Like they do a ton of shit. And it's just like in California, they, fight fires but when they get out of prison they can't join the fire departments that they served with what the fuck is this you know what the fuck are we doing but um anyway i forgot what the question was i'm sorry <laughs> i was just uh, i was just asking like when you came out and i was relating that to how the it seems like the 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 general person the normies oh, yeah. view of like prisoners or criminals has changed to some extent because i mean especially you know 15 years ago, if we had been talking to a normie about fucking someone doing weed or even something like coke or something like a victimless crime, they would be far, mm -hmm. they would have been like way more, you know, I don't know, cautious about yeah. being okay with something like that. And yeah. I mean, I guess there's still the effect modern day of like lumping all prisoners in together. Yeah. But uh, I feel like well, it's much think, more. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. You'd think, but, uh, you know, one of the, the biggest drug warriors out there is the fucking vice president who locked up a shit ton of people for weed when she herself smoked weed and laughed about it on, on fucking, uh, it was, a, I don't know if it was a televised interview or a radio interview, but like, you know, she fucking one, she, she locked up a shit ton of people for weed and two, she fucking, uh, hid a bunch of evidence of innocent people involving drugs and kept people in prison. So, I mean, you say that the average normie is like, well, I'm cool with weed, but fuck, like, why would we have a drug warrior as the fucking vice president? If, I mean, uh, no if that were the case, her, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she has she has chocks and she dances cool. Yeah. Like, what's the problem? You know? And, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get what you mean, but at the same time, the, uh, the the president and the vice president are notoriously unlikable amongst the left and the right. So uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't feel like they're, they're an accurate representation of the people, which is actually kind of a uh, a white it's pill, a white pill. If, you, if you look at it from the correct yeah. way. Yeah, it's like yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of it really shows the emperor has no clothes. You know. So yeah. like, I feel like Trump did a good job of making a mockery of the state. And then uh, Biden's more of a uh, representation of what the state kind of really is at this point in time. You know, it's got to be good for something, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I, I always joke that he's like, I can never decide who's my favorite president, Trump or Biden, because, uh, you know, one made a mockery of the state and one became the perfect embodiment of the state. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we have a, a dying state and, you know, we have a fucking you know, dying president. So. You love to see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just didn't know if that maybe that the the temperament of the normal person uh, has affected the prison guards at all, or if you know, working in that, if anything, just cements your view of like fuck criminals kind of deal. Well, I got some numbers for you. Um, hang on. I'm so sorry. Uh, in the state of Missouri, uh, or not in the state of Missouri, in the country, you have uh 2.3 million people incarcerated. Um, and one out of five of those incarcerated are on various drug offenses. So, I mean, 
yeah, maybe the normie, average normie, uh, is fine with you know nonviolent offenders, but it doesn't matter because uh, laws are nothing but bits, uh, pieces of paper unless someone enforces it, right? Mm-hmm. So you know it doesn't doesn't matter that the average person doesn't give a fuck about drugs or whatnot. What matters is does the average cop care? You know. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, touch on. I want to know more about what, what it was like working within the prison system itself. If if you know, was it a decent job? Was it cushy? Was it? I mean, like, because I mean, it, I mean, I, I I just came out of the Air Force. That's what I was in. Mm-hmm. I was a I was a mechanic. So I mean, I still worked a, a decent amount. But even then, it was pretty cushy. But I mean, yeah. this is different than. So you know, this the state is not a monolith. You know, when it comes to working, yeah. other people have shitty jobs. People have cushy jobs. So just mm-hmm. if you want to hit on that a little bit. So when I started, uh, I really had like, uh, you know, a fire under my ass. Like I really wanted to do right by my community and I really wanted to serve and just, you know, uh, you know, I, I wanted to wear the cape as uh, some of my friends say, but um, uh, I was frustrated at first um, by how slow bureaucracy was. Um, actually, a good book uh, apparently that's coming out is called Fuck Bureaucracy by Pat from uh, Pat Watson from Uncensored Tactical. He just talked to me about it today. Um, and he describes how terrible bureaucracy is, uh, because it's like slow and whatnot, but I was frustrated about it at first. Um, you know, I, I wanted to, uh, improve on my facility specifically there, uh, there's a program called, um, oh, security threat group task force, uh, because apparently prison gangs don't exist. There are security threat groups. And so I wanted to make a task force that worked with other law enforcement groups to monitor problem inmates that were in security threat groups instead of prison gangs and, uh, you know, follow them outside, uh, when they get out of prison and just, you know, make sure that they stay out of trouble. Um, the thought was to incentivize people to stay in line and incentivize them not to go back to crime. And, um, also, you know, if you weren't, if you're just going to refuse to be a good person or as, at least as I thought was a good person at the time, then, you know, you, it would be easier to build up evidence, build put up a case against you and put you back in the system you know, like the system, uh, was designed to, it's just to keep people in. Uh, and, um, it's, it's thankfully and not thankfully, uh, this was shot down by my captain. Cause she, uh, from what my supervisor said, she thought I was trying to steal her job. Uh, and again, that's not my words. That's from my Sergeant. This was said verbally out loud. Um, so then, uh, I got, I ended up, uh, getting, you know, I, I uh, I, I, I got, worse uh not worse i got better uh i thought the system was worse uh, eventually over time because i tried to start i tried to start another program i didn't learn my lesson the first time uh because i'm stubborn and i try um you know i was i was in the guard uh i care about vets um they they bought the same uh lies that i bought uh they got indoctrinated the same way i did and so uh, i wanted to make a veteran advocacy group um, there was a, there was a specific inmate that I really, uh, you know, I really cared about his name was, uh, I'll call him Bobby as, cause I'm not going to give last names on here. I'm not going to get full names. Uh, but he was a Marine who was in the surge. I talk about him on, uh, almost every show because like, this is an important story and it's important to know that, uh, vets get fucked over, but Bobby, he was in the surge, uh, the initial surge into Iraq and, uh, you know, he got really fucking bad PTSD. He went to, uh, drugs, you know, it's a story all this time. It happens all the time. Um, 
and uh, he ended up getting into you know into trouble. He went to prison, and uh, real fucked up cat. Real funny, real good, real good dude. Just really fucked in the head by uh, you know by the shit that he went through. And so about once a month, he'd have PTSD episodes. He'd wig out, and me or one of my partners uh, who were crisis, uh, CIT crisis intervention training certified would have to talk him down. Um, but anyways, uh, I, I wanted to start a veterans group and it was going to be, uh, run by veteran staff. It was going to be for veterans and, uh, it was going to be self-policed by veteran inmates and they're going to have their own special housing unit. They were going to get special privileges and whatnot. And, uh, I was going to visit an, uh, another institution that had this program that was already installed. And, uh, I was going to go on my, uh, my weekend, you know, I had uh, Wednesday, Thursdays off at the time. I was going to go on my weekend. So their, their business hours were open and, uh, you know, I was just going to volunteer my time and just do the right thing, you know? Uh, and so, uh, the warden found out about it and he was like, Hey man, you, you can't go. Cause you didn't ask me to go. And I said, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what that means. And he's like, well, you have to ask me to go visit another institution. I said, this is my day off. And it's not really your, what well, your business, it's not your business. What I do on my, my own time. And he's like, well, that's not how this, this works. And so I was just, I honestly, I kind of just gave up at that point. I was like, you know what, man, if your ego is going to get in the way of helping out veterans, people who thought they're thought like who think they're serving this country, who thought they served this country because they didn't really serve this country. They served Raytheon, but they don't know that, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to fault anyone for that. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I, I digress. I'm, I'm going on a tangent. Oh, I agree, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, someone who served this country, you're going to fucking, you're, you're going to let your ego get in the way of that. You know what? Go, go fuck yourself, dude. I'm not going to fucking play your game. Like, uh, and it, I'm sorry, it's going to hurt inmates, but fuck it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do that shit. So I moved on from that. Um, eventually, uh, like I, I found the Liberty movement. I went down the rabbit hole and, uh, I was kind of skeptical about it at first. And then, uh, you know, I, I had this enlightening shift, you know, I came in early we released a child molester into the streets. He only served like maybe a year and a half to two years or something like that. And I was just, you know, I don't like chomos. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I talk about it a lot. I, uh, I'm a big wood chipper fan. Uh, yeah. no, I, and, uh, I just had Thaddeus Russell on my show. I don't know when I'm going to release this. So if it's before <laughs> after, but, uh, no, but my, why point would was, you bring that up? No, no, no. Jose, it, come well, on. We all know that we, I mean, a lot of us know the, uh, the, the controversy around that. Cause he got involved yeah. in, the, in the age of consent thing. And I actually highly suggest anyone listening to go check out his interview with Clint on Liberty lockdown. Yeah. It goes more into his thing. Cause you know, this may surprise people, but you, it's really hard to get a nuanced opinion on something mm -hmm. on fucking Twitter. Very uh, smart just, guy, but he, worded it very, very wrongly. Yes. Worded weirdly, but I actually, uh, I'm very much agree because I put out a tweet that said uh, um, I can't remember how I worded it, but it was basically like something along the lines of this whole age of consent things like ridiculous because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the age of consent for my children is the, the age at which I f find it irrational to put a bullet in the head of someone who fucks yeah. around, you know. So like, and that's in an anarchist world. I mean, I'm an anarchist. That would be, you know, in this magical future anarchist world, and honestly, this fucking world. Um, yeah. you know, like that's exactly how it would go down. If someone tried, some 40 year old tried fucking my eight year old, I'm going to put a bullet in your head. A hundred percent. And there's no, like, you, you could be like, well, she consented, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm blowing my load a little bit too early, but that's actually what I advocate for instead of prison. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm against prison. I, I'm against the, the entire establishment altogether. 
I advocate for victims to empower themselves and to put justice in their own hands how they see fit. They, they're responsible for their own justice, how they dish it out, whether they think that I just want to, if I just want to, um, oh, fuck me, what's the word? If I just want to uh, confront, thank you, Jesus, fucking getting the words out of the air. <laughs> if I want to confront uh, my aggressor and that's all, well, you're, you're responsible for what happens after that. And as the community now knows what that person's capable of, so they're going to be skeptical of it, yada, yada, yada. If you want to fucking bury that guy and you get it wrong, well, you made that mistake and, and yep. that's that's a terrible burden that weighs your heart and you have to live with the fact that you just buried an innocent man and did God knows what to that person. And, and you all have to also have to deal with the idea that other people may know that, hey, what you did was on shoddy evidence or whatever, and you're going to have to live with the repercussions that whether that means they're going to come after you. So it's kind of one of those things of like, if you're yeah. going to fucking do it, you better... You better have like, your fucking ducks in a row. Yeah, Isn't exactly. It, don't so we it, advocate it, as real anarchists? Quick, sorry, I don't no, mean to cut you no, off, yeah, but no, I, do I, you do wanna, I do want to clarify because I was leading to something. Just kind of tying to my other point. That tweet that I put out, uh, fucking, it was brought up in that Cl in Clint's episode, and in there, uh, uh, Thaddeus 100% agreed. And even then, also on Twitter, he also like before that episode had uh, actually saw it and agreed because it kind of went sort of semi viral within Liberty Twitter. So, like, he actually agreed with it. It was just that he was saying, like, he was kind of making the point that, yeah, technically they can consent, but it doesn't mean parents have to be okay with it. So, yeah. like, the cons whether or not they consent, I don't give a shit. You can. That's just semantics at that point, whether you're saying so-and-so can consent. At the end of the day, I'm the parent, and if I have an issue with it, I'm going to fucking deal with it. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. All 100%, yeah. <laughs> and, and Thaddeus 100% agreed. So just for everyone out there, that's, yeah. like, kind of where I come from because a lot of people still drag him for that shit. Um, he agrees. It's, I mean, and to be fair, there's something to be said that, like, if you're getting on this, like, who can consent, who can, can can't, you're kind of in a weird spot. So I know I'm very much in, like, a, I'm very Sterner-esque in that, like, you know, I guess in a sense, Mike kind of makes right. So, like, you Ooh. can technically say that, like, sh per Sterner, he would say that sort of that, like, whatever you have the power to do, you can do, which is, like, more just describing what is. And uh, at the end, so it's kind of like, yeah, you can say technically that pedo has a right to it, but I also have a right to fuck you up. So, like, yeah. fuck around and find out. <laughs> a fellow Sterner respecter, I see. Max yeah. really did a number on the community, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. So, I mean, that kind of like, it, once you start thinking that way, it kind of throws away this whole like, yeah, you consent nonsense because you're like, no, that's no. beside the point. At the end of the day, it's backed up by what I'm going to do. You can say my fucking nine year old consented. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to get a fucking bullet in the head. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So oh, I, yeah, dude. Exactly. Like, and isn't that what we're all about? That's what I was saying. Yeah. Isn't that what we're all about as anarchists is self responsibility, self reliability? Yep. Why, re why rely on a system that's broken, obsolete, moral, evil? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of studies on it. Um, in fact, the uh, I always revert back to the uh, Stanford prison experiment. Um, just uh, it, it highlights how uh, man, when they are put in a position of authority, will take advantage of it and run with it. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with it, uh, the Stanford prison experiment was done... Um, Again, if you can't read the instructions on the box at Stanford Prison, or at Stanford Prison, it turned into Stanford Prison, Stanford University. Uh, the professor wanted to study uh, the effects of what prison does to people. So he split up the uh, his class in half, and half of them were inmates, half of them were COs, correctional officers, 
uh, and they were, I think, I can't remember how long they were locked in the class or not a classroom, but like a, a building. But uh, the students took it and fucking ran with it. The prison guards immediately became fucking monsters. They became fucking authoritarian fucking nightmares. And they forgot that those were even their fucking fellow classmates. And they really treated them like fucking animals, you know? And the fucking people who were quote unquote inmates, you know, they acted like animals. They fucking, you know, felt that they deserved what they were getting. It was just a nightmare. It had to be shut down early. Um, I forgot how we got down this rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I, I don't know oh. what, what you were getting at, but I, I know of the Stanford experiment. Yes. <laughs> okay. Ahead. So I was radicalized because of a terrible shift. I released a chomo right in the beginning of the shift, right, right in the morning. Um, and they put me on transportation. And so I was going to ride with uh, one of our you know, really good dude. He's a uh, veteran CEO, was in for like maybe 25 years or so. Um, literally one bad day away from like turning in his badge and like, ah, I quit. I'm not good for this anymore. But uh, anyways, um, we did a, a transportation detail. We went to another facility, picked up some uh, inmates, brought them back. There's not much to do. We didn't have much in common. This dude's old as shit, and I was, like, 23. So, like, you know, I'm a kid. He's an old man. So, uh, you know, I just pass the time, read the face cards uh, to see who we're dealing with here. Face cards have uh, everything uh, that an inmate uh, is. You know, it has their, you know, race, gender, their name, their aliases. Because, yeah, people still have aliases. Worst one I ever heard was Nelly Nickname. I was like, yo, are you fucking, like, from the 20s? That shit's <laughs> dumb. And that's like that's the shit you take a Tommy gun and fucking shoot into a wall. Like, ah, watch out, cuppers. Look for Nelly Nickname. Anyways, uh, as their aliases, their gang affiliation, their fucking tattoos, like, every birthmark they have on their body, what they did, how many years they're serving. So uh, a couple stuck out to me. There was this aging hippie. Super long hair. It's like 60, right? He had uh, 35 grams of weed on him. He got five years in prison, right? Five years for 35 grams of weed. That's fucking insane, dude. And then there was this guy who beat his wife, domestic assault, uh, and he got two years. And then I'm looking, I'm thinking back to this morning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What did she do? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> hey, we have to assume she's a white woman, man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally but, joking. Uh, not okay <laughs> no uh but he got two years and uh this fucking chomo got like a year and a half two years something like that i can't remember honestly uh, i think it was a year and a half but uh and i'm thinking to myself this dude who's like like you could fucking you can like win a gust of wind would take him away he's like skin and bones and long silver-haired hippie are you fucking kidding me this guy is the threat he's got five years on him and we're fucking like gonna let this wife beat her out before him, dude. This is wrong. Like this is this whole system's broken. This whole thing that I'm a, that I'm a part of, that I bought into, that I've dedicated my fucking life to. Like, dude, I fucking dedicated my whole fucking life to serving the state, and it shattered mm, in that moment. Like, dude, my whole world came crashing down. I was, I, I like, I literally stayed up all night just staring at a wall while my wife went to bed, and I was like, what the have i been doing who the fuck am i like i'm i'm a monster you know and it just it changed that day i it fucking completely changed my worldview 
Yeah, no, it is very much like at that point, you're like, what is even that none of this makes sense. Like for me, that was like, I read anatomy of the state because like before that mm-hmm. I was like a minarchist and like in the military. Yeah. And so you can always kind of be like, well, we need a military, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, we're not doing the right thing right now. But you know, what? we need one. And then once you're in that state, you're kind of like, well, we don't really like, I mean, like once you're like a full on anarchist, you're like, well, we don't. So what I'm doing is immoral and unnecessary. At least before you're like, well, I mean, it's necessary, you know, and so yeah. that way we got to push through it. But uh, yeah, I can totally get what you're getting at because there it's like you got one person who's a fucking chomo who should be in a fucking in the ground. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, assuming with caveats that, you know, you're whoever, you know, know knew that it happened was ver- fairly certain or whatever, you know, like we're in kind of gray territory. But roughly speaking, assuming they did it, they should be in the fucking ground. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You have one person who shouldn't even be there. And, yeah. and, and then you have someone who should probably do some time. Like, I wouldn't say you should be dead for ki- beating your wife, but I mean, like you should probably, something should happen. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say some advocates on behalf of, yeah. you know, that woman should yeah. intervene and say, Hey, we're going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way it is, dude. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not advocating like there's no, there, like the answer isn't fucking crystal clear. It's not fucking black yeah. or white. There's not just death yeah. or life. There's just, you know, there's gray area. There's nuance, you know? You can just yeah, no. fuck someone up. It's funny. People like that's the one thing with like the criminal justice system and especially with anarchists. It's the one thing like with court system, criminal justice, whatever. People always hammer anarchists for not having the pure answers. But it's like we're not advocating utopian solutions. We're just saying like. Oh, it's just better than a jackboot yeah. police state. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like none of this makes sense. You end up with a bureaucratic nightmare with like this where the, the yeah. person who shouldn't even be there is getting the most time. You know what I mean? So like. Yeah. I so. Mean, it, yeah. No, so I just, you know, after that incident, I kind of just had a hindsight and I just started noticing things after. So it was like thinking back to my entire time in and then also noticing things because I stayed in for a year and a half later. It's really hard to get a job when your only uh, when your only skill set is just fucking violence on behalf of the state. Mm-hmm. It, no one wants to pick you up. Thank God I got a new job now. I'm a commercial roofer and I thank God for that every day. I thank my lucky stars. I, you know, I thank the fucking owner. You know, I fucking said, you're a blessing. And I shook his hand. I said, really, truly, like you, you helped me out and I appreciate you. Um, but, uh, you know, I think back to my first, my first days in when I was like on probation and they sent me to a max to like, hey, these are real motherfuckers. Like this is the fucking war zone and you need to figure out how to fucking real CO acts before you come back. So I went to a max and this and they put me in segregation like day one. And this fucking guy, this middle aged man is like clicking on on the computer. And we're all, like if you if you ever worked for the state, uh, some of the departments only have limited access to the computer. And, uh, you know, one of the websites we were allowed to go to was Wikipedia. This dude's looking at fucking nylons, panties and cheerleaders. And I'm like, yo, are you trying to fucking get your rocks off at work? Like that's fu- like one. That's weird. Like we're like like feet away from like the worst of the worst people in the fucking on the camp, like in the whole fucking camp, these dudes fucking killed, they raped, they fucking murdered, like, and you're fucking trying to get your dick hard here. And two, like you're looking at fucking teenagers, man. Like this is, you're, you're like a click away from ending in the same cell as they are. Like, what are you fucking doing? Also, I'm brand new to the department and you're fucking doing this shit in front of me. What the fuck is going on? You know? And so, uh, you know, I thought about that. I try to put it past because like I was very new to the department. I'm like, I don't really know how things work here. And this is my first government job. Uh, that should have been fucking super red flag. Uh, it wasn't because I was stupid and drank the Kool-Aid. Um, but like, you know, I found out a little bit later that this was a common occurrence and, uh, they actually walked out a physician at a different camp for like a terabyte of child porn on his work computer. 
on his work computer, you know? Um, you know, the things, and, you know, that's just hindsight. One of the things that I noticed while I was still there, this one um, uh, caseworker who, they like, you know, CO's right violations, there are, um, uh, oh, shit, there are, case, not a caseworker, there's caseworkers who review the violations and then they send it up to the function unit manager who is their supervisor who determines whether the, the violation sticks or not. And uh, I got told by like an insider that this woman was like, who was a functioning unit manager. She was like a big boss, you know, they like, if the warden leaves and the assistant warden leaves, like they're the warden that day. And she was coming in like fucking drunk and high on Xanax every day. I'm like, yo, you're fucking determining the future of these people, man. Cause if you get too many violations, you get, you get leveled up and you lose your fucking parole or not pro parole. Yeah. Parole status. And they're not going to leave prison because you fucked up because you're high. Like, what are you doing, man? I'm not I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't get high, but I'm saying if someone's life is in your hands, you shouldn't get high at your job. That's wrong. Like, and, and are you fucking serious, man? What? So, you know, you, there's there's that. There's, a, like, I don't know. There's, like, a shit ton of horrible things that happen. Then, you know, there's a caseworker who was uh, raping uh, gay dudes because she wanted to turn them straight, and he came to me after she left her job. And he was like, yo, uh, you know, this woman was fucking molesting me again and my friend against my will. And I put the, put that up and I never saw the end of that because, you know, bureaucracy, slow tape, maybe nothing happened. You know, she ended up winning a lawsuit uh, against the state anyway. So who knows if she would have seen justice anyways. It's just like, you know, even if you're if you if you're against the state. Look at look at prisons. There are monuments to the state. They are there are giant castles built for the state's glory and you can like go to any federal penitentiary. I, I live in, I live in, uh, actually I'm not going to say it. I live in a town that has a federal penitentiary in it. And, uh, it's like, they have this giant fucking castle, man. It's one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever seen, dude. Like they have these giant fucking walls. There's a dome. It's marble on the inside, dude. That's a fucking, like, that is a fucking, monument glorifying the state man and they send their fucking political like they send their political uh fucking uh prisoners there dude because you do think that do you think they really give a fuck about you know i don't know a rapist there a murderer there fuck no they don't they'll slip through the cracks and maybe they'll get out because like life sentence in missouri is 25 years i've seen fucking dudes who stomp their grandma's heads get out literally stomped his grandma's head into death and he got out he's back on the streets today you can fucking find him. I'm not going to give his name. I called him the grandma goucher. But anyways. He wouldn't be the worst uh, thing if he gave his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But fucking Ross Ulbricht <laughs> has two life sentences and will never see the light of day. Are you fucking serious, dude? They don't give a fuck about what you do. They give a fuck about if you're a threat to them. Don't ever fucking forget that. No, this is definitely true. Uh, this kind of like perfectly caveats into uh, the one of the points I had. Like when I was th when I was getting out or thinking about getting out. That, I mean, obviously the big thing is like, what am I gonna do? And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it crossed my mind like prison guard because it's like I was tempting. Yeah, it's well, it's like because for my perspective, yes, I'm against I'm against the entire state, even anarchists. But it's like it's gonna exist. So you know, you described all these shitty people that are working there. So is what would be your reason or actually do you think people like our kind should take those positions or should we back off? And, and if so, why or why not? Because 
I mean, it is there is some case to be made that it's like you know it's going to exist one way or another. Like, wouldn't it be better to have people who are going to you know have a positive influence in these people's lives? Now, I'm I'm actually I, I we were talking yeah. before. I'm actually very in between this. So like I'm I'm I mean it is it you know what I mean? Like I, I'll let, I'll let you go there though. I'd say is it worth your own. I'd say, is it, is it worth your own, uh, you know, mental health? When I was in, um, I became really jaded, man. Like just, uh, my, uh, I had a, I had a therapist and I didn't, she didn't say that I was a, an alcoholic. She said I was a problem drinker, which is like right on the edge of becoming an alcoholic. And, uh, you know, I was fucking bitter. I lost a lot of friends. I almost lost my wife, man. Like, uh, the things that I said, the things I did, people were all, like anyone that I looked at was a rapist or a murderer. I was an animal. I was a monster. Um, is it worth your, your sanity? You know? Um, also you're a fucking agent of the state. You know, I, I know that you, you personally think that, and I know that post libertarians think that the state will always exist. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have hope maybe the state will collapse because we're, inflating our dollar beyond proportion and uh i think the collapse is imminent i I actually do agree with the post libertarians there but i think they're getting the wrong the wrong um conclusion there yes the state will always exist but that doesn't mean you have to exist within it and even if you do exist within it you can you can uh you can i don't know you can have a you can how am I going to put this? You're tiptoeing uh, that agorism line, dude. Yeah, exactly. You, you, especially with like agorism, you can. Like, I listen to your shit. Yeah. Oh well, appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, even then, you can still like. While even if you do exist within the state, you don't have to a hundred percent. You can kind of reduce the influence it has on you to the greatest yeah. extent possible. So, like, yes, I mean, I very much like yeah, agorism. Like Konkin said that it would be like he even kind of. I mean, I'm kind of. T- I it's been a while since I read it, but he kind of sort of. said that the state would sort of probably always exist because all the state is at its root is just fucking, you know, people believing they have the right to rule over, over them, over them or vice versa. People believing people have the right to rule over them. So like that will always exist. Just no different than like, say racism is what I always use. Like there's always going to be people who have fucking preferences when it comes to like race or whatever. So the same thing goes for the state, but it, can also just much like racism today it's pretty fucking goddamn harmless that might might fucking offend some people but it's kind of fucking true i mean for the most part yes but the, the same thing applies when it comes to the state where it's like yes like i the state i think will probably always exist but but to what extent and you, you don't all you don't necessarily have to exist within it so yeah i i do think people think that's some grand conclusion when they say the state will always exist but it's like yeah but there's a whole lot of caveats to be had there you know so but yeah go ahead sorry well i'll say i'll say this um i mean besides the fact besides the obvious fact of like if you hate the state why would you join the state you know that's a very obvious one and i've failed on that messaging i've lost a personal friend to the state you know like someone that i've went to a fucking like liberty events with and they joined the fucking missouri department of corrections i fucking that was my greatest failure and i will have to live with that i mean Fuck, I still talk to him today, and I ask him how prison is, and he's like, this is fucking terrible. Um, you know, but, you know, this and that and this and that, and I can justify it because of this. And uh, I, I'll have to live with that, dude. Um, but, I mean, I will say uh, I will say this. You you can do good in prison, and I, I have to admit that. Um, I can't – I'm not going to be honest with your audience, with my audience, if I don't say that. Um, I've radicalized COs. 
uh, you can access Mises.org within fucking state computers. In fact, the first time I heard Anatomy of the State was at work because I played it as an audiobook in the fucking CO office. And I blasted that shit so COs and inmates can hear it. I did. And no one stopped me because, because no one cares uh, in prison. But anyways. Yeah, the uh, same goes for the military too. I mean, yeah. I can't, I mean, I'm, I can't say I necessarily made anyone like an anarchist or something, but I can definitely tell I made it made an impact yeah. on people's you know thoughts. So that that was something that always kind of really fucked me a little bit because it's like I got out at eleven years, so it's like I, I mean twenty years is the, the usual what people do if they're going to retire. So like it's like I could have technically kept rising through the ranks and yeah. had more and more influence over people. So there's an argument to be had there um, that you know. Especially where I was just a mechanic, so it wasn't like yeah. I was like fucking killing people, but I was re- fixing the planes that would then refuel other planes that would fucking kill Yemenis. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. there is I am within that chain. Yeah. So you're going to have to get in a use of force when you're yes. in, when you're CO. It's going to happen. You're going to have to do it. I I've had to put hands on Bobby, and I didn't want I did not want to do that. I've had to put hands on drug dealers. They're entrepreneurs. I did not want to do that. I've had to put hands on people that I have had great rapport with. You know, I, uh, there's a guy named Spitter Steve. I had a great rapport with him. You know, uh, when I was cuffing him, he was like, "Hey, man!" Uh, I almost said my last name. He said, "Hey, man, I really, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this." And I'm like, "Yo, just be cool, man. Don't get squirrely." And the fucking CEO that was my partner at the time was like, "I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna fuck you up." And I'm like, "Yo, you need to get the fuck away. You need to back the fuck up. And you shut your fucking mouth. And she was like, nah, 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 fuck this. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. And she was like, uh, the inmate was like, yo, you need to get this motherfucker away from me. And I was like, dude, just be cool. And I had to fuck him up, dude, because he ended up bucking. And I fucking put him down. And that sucked, dude. I don't want to do that. I hate that shit, dude. Like, I, I don't want to do that, man. And that fucking weighs on you. This guy was, shouldn't have, he was a nonviolent offender. He shouldn't have even fucking been there, man. And yet I had to fuck him up for what? Cause some bitch was running her mouth. Come on, man. You're going to have to do that as a fucking CEO and it's not okay. And it, 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 it if you're principled, you, it will stick with you and you'll think about it. Poor spitter, Steve, dude. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying you, you if you're principled, you'll do things that you're going to hate yourself over and you'll, yeah. it's just not going to be okay. Yeah, so no, I mean, it sounds like we're kind of sort of semi in agreement here. It's like for me, it was like, yes, I can continue going down this path, but it's at the expense of my soul, if you will. So it's yeah. like, not that I believe in one, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean when I say my yeah. soul. So, like, yes, you're like, I can make an influence on, you know, people within the military or the prison yeah. system or even the, the, the prisoners, but yeah. it's like, at what cost? And it's like, to some extent, it's like, dude, you're fucking yourself over this. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like if you do stick around, you probably are going to start getting sucked into it at some point. So, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. And is it easy money? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Military was easy money. Like, jump when you tell they tell you to jump. Fucking push when they want you to push. Say yes or no, sir. Same for the fucking with prison, dude. It's fucking easy being a babysitter because that's all you are. You're a hall monitor, man. You're a hall monitor with, with mace. That fucking really hurts. And, uh, you know, it's super easy. You're a babysitter. Sometimes you have to fuck a guy up. Most of the time, not. Depending on your camp, but uh, you know, like, is it gonna, is, is it worth your soul? You know, yeah. um, 
Oh shit! I I had a I had a thought and I lost yeah, it. Well, I mean to, to to riff off that, you know, since you kind of lost your point, like dude, like right now, like where I'm out, I have like a real fucking job. Obviously, I'm not gonna say it because I don't get doxxed or whatever the fuck. But like, I have a real job, and it's like, dude, it fucking it's annoying, especially where I was in active duty. I was 11 years. I was a fucking NCO, which means mm-hmm. like I kind of got past that point of having to do the the fucking fucking new guy work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like the dude. Like oh I yeah, was, I was a chill leader. Like I was cool. So like I didn't really to be for easy as fuck like oh yeah cake but like uh, i mean i had to deal with some cunty leadership but i mean whatever you know like it you, sucks starting over yeah a hundred percent you're not i mean like i have to fucking work you know what I mean? yeah like i have to legit work and you know it's your fucking roofer i roofed as a kid in like uh, like high school but like fucking yeah it's that's a bitch of a work so you're like god mm-hmm. damn it i can't be fucking just like living the cake life right now oh, fucking yeah. getting getting cake ass benefits good money yep. but it's like i know it's still more rewarding Kick my feet up yeah. i had a rep i had, yeah. like i got respected man like fucking they called me og and fucking i got respected more than my supervisors bro yeah, like but, they didn't they didn't give a fuck about this what the supervisor said if i said jump the fucking inmates moved you know yeah. but like yo uh that's that's not the way it should be and uh you should have to work hard for for your pay and uh, honestly i feel so much better like now that i now that I actually work for my pay and like that, that I like I create something with my hands, so destroy things with my hands. Like, dude, my whole fucking career, like my adult career life has been fucking violence. Like that is how I made my pay was violence against other my fellow man. It's fucking heartbreaking. Uh, you know that's not a good way to live, and it's destructive. I might sound like a fag, you know. I might sound like a super fucking faggot right now, but like, yo, if you really think about, like, dude. Th- man is not man shouldn't fucking put hands on another man unless in self-defense it's wrong morally you know that that's why we're fucking anarchists right that's why we're or libertarians whatever you fucking your brand is minarchists like whatever faggot you are autist (laughs) but uh that's why we're here right because we want to pick the moral route we don't want to pick the easy route physical violence on your fellow man is not okay unless it's in self-defense and what i did was wrong and honestly if that doesn't incentivize you, I make stupid fucking money right now. Like so much fucking money uh, in the private sector, dude, the amount of guns I bought the fuck, like I'm, I don't have to worry about fucking bills. I don't have to worry about shit, dude. Like I just fucking rain money on my fucking wife. It doesn't matter. Private sector, so much fucking better on money. If that, does, if, if that's what your incentive is, I mean like, fuck, you know, the post libertarian assholes are like, Ooh, make money, make more money. That's it. That's the incentive, I guess. If that's yeah. what fucking I have to say, I make a lot more money. Fucking 15, 15 an hour doesn't pay shit, dude. You're not a hero at 15 an hour. That's not worth it. But, yo, yeah. 50 an hour? Think again. Well, I don't want to. I want to get in the fucking kind of roofing business you're in. I never made Hell that yeah, money when I roofing. Hell yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it really is a toss-up. I mean, we'll probably touch on this a bit. I want to hear about your... Uh, your experience in the military because you said you were guard i believe so yeah I mean, me no, being active i know that the uh guard and reserves uh i don't know what branch you're in but they're kind of a fucking joke so I mean, uh, that's 100 percent. so that's probably more the kush like for me like the my impression of like reserves like cause i i there, we had like reserve unit at my uh, base yeah and those motherfuckers like the traditional reserves like the one that's that's all they do is just re- reserves yeah uh, they fucking literally show up once a month for like a weekend and they get their training done. And by training, yeah. I don't mean actually their job. I mean some silly bullshit bureaucratic nonsense that the the, the government requires them to do. Yeah. Because 
So they have to do their rape training. They have to do their fucking don't kill yourself training. They have to do their, hey, how do we protect our information training and all this shit. And that's basically what they do once a month for a weekend. And that's so funny. I used to call it rape training and don't kill yourself training. I got so much trouble for saying that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what but, it is. Uh, okay. So, know? so, uh, so I, I, I did. Okay. I'll come at you from, uh, multiple different approaches, <laughs> avenues of approach if we're using military terms. Um, so I was, I started enlisted. I was PV2 when I started, uh, cause I recruited someone. So they fucking gave, threw me a bone and gave me a rank. Um, you know, I, I, I liked being an Intel analyst because I thought it was a cool guy. They told me I was going to be James Bond and I, you know, that got my dick hard and really I was a PowerPoint fucking fag. Um, but anyways, uh, it was cool knowing stuff that other people didn't know. And, uh, you know, looking back again, that shit was wrong that I learned and the, I learned the government's dirty secrets and that didn't radicalize me. And I got to really evaluate my own intelligence about that. (laughs) And, um, you know, but then, you know, the Ferguson riots happened. Uh, I didn't go because I ended up becoming a cadet. I ended up joining ROTC because uh, I wanted to make a difference in um, enlisted people's lives. Uh, I didn't like how, is, how I was treated as an uh, enlisted. And so I wanted to help out my fellow enlisted man. And so uh, I was ineligible to deploy. I didn't know at the time I was ineligible to get activated. And so I trained. I ended up training the guys who went to Ferguson. I ended up training the guys who got deployed. Uh, later who went to Turkey and um, uh, Kuwait. And uh, apparently what they saw horrified them so much that uh, guys who wanted to stay in the whole time left uh, immediately after their, their contract had ended after that deployment. And so, um, you know, I, uh, I went to ROTC and, uh, you know, I was treated even worse there. Um, you know, I didn't like how enlisted were, was being treated, but, uh, you know, I ended up being treated worse as cadet. Uh, one of my master sergeants, um, you know, my mom got cancer while I was in and, uh, I, I, uh, I missed her first chemotherapy treatment because they said that they're going to kick me out of the program unless I went to this fucking fundraiser event. And, uh, you know, when my mom died, one, my master sergeant said, you're a liar. I don't think that your mom has cancer. And I think that you're a liar and that I've never been told that before. And if I, you know, me as a man now was in the boy then in the boy's body then I'd fucking punch that motherfucker in the mouth. Like it's fucking dishon like you fucking dishonored me, you know? But uh anyways, um uh he told you know he called me a liar and then whenever she died, uh she he told all the uh NCOs, the sergeants, to not talk to me about it and to not approach me on it and don't don't tell them that they're sorry for my loss. I literally had a guy come up to me and go, Hey, I'm not supposed to talk to you, but I'm really sorry that your mom died, dude. Like that's terrible. And you should never live through that. But that's the type of mentality you're going to work with in the military. Like, are yo, are you fucking serious? I'm, I was like fucking like, uh, I was like 21 at the time, dude. And you're going to have a fucking grown ass man say like, dude, fuck your feelings and fuck your mom. Fuck your mom's, uh, memory. I was, I was a fucking kid. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You're going to fucking chastise a kid. Fuck you, dude. Anyways, I became an officer. Uh, I had 40 soldiers under me, and uh, I couldn't do shit to help them out. I did, like, small things. Like, I'd let them out early because I don't believe in wasting a soldier's time, wasting a soldier's money. You know, average shit, decent shit a person should do. and Like, whatever a supervisor would do to help out their people. Um, I've, had le- I've had bosses that when we had not, no work whatsoever be like, you need to stay. Well, like, I need your eight every fucking day. Yeah. You're like, why? 
there's literally nothing going on like yeah everything's done like just you just want me to sit on my with my thumb in my ass that's what you want like yeah there's nothing because going on here my boss did that to me so i'm exactly. gonna do that to you because i'm a fucking faggot yeah. and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing so i'm gonna do whatever my fucking boss did yeah uh, it, what are you what are we doing dude how much fucking time and money are we fucking wasting dude exactly. putting morality aside i'm just saying like what the yeah. fuck are we doing no but, there, is um, some, there is something yeah. too what you're getting at there and being like the the good leader and it's yeah. like that. What's makes that's kind of what makes it harder to leave because you do know see the incentives and how people get treated in the system, and you're like, well, I kind of can see above that, and so I can treat people better, and I and I know how to work weave in and out of the system. So like, uh, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. So you're like, it is it does make it a little bit harder because you're like, you know, once you're gone, someone else is gonna be shittier. But it's like you just can't you just can't keep yeah. fucking doing it. Like that's kind of where I was at. So it's but, so yeah. funny because like I wanted to make the lower enlisted lives better, right? And that's why people join the ranks to get to higher enlisted, right? So the higher enlisted want to do the same thing as I do, but they don't have the authority that I do. So if like a douchebag piece of shit fucking like master sergeant comes up and reams out my my privates or my specialists, right? My NCOs can't do shit. They're fucking E6s, right? But they don't want to talk to me because they don't, one, that's it's it's not my concern quote unquote it's not my concern because like because i have bigger fish to fry which is the only reason i became an officer was to fry those motherfuckers right no 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 that's not that is my fish to fry i'm not fucking burn them or you know it's it's fucking their fellow e6 is doing it and like they want to keep that shit in house because they don't want to fucking be a buddy fucker which is the exact reason i became a fucking lieutenant was to fucking fry those motherfuckers and, you know, like, I got a little bit more respect than the other lieutenants because I was former enlisted. And so, like, yeah, my word didn't really reach as far as anyone else's, but it reached a little bit farther than the other fucking douchebags who just can't graduate from college and did some training, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I couldn't change shit. I, I, I help them out here and there, onesies, twosies. But if you think that you're going to join the Guard to help out, you're not going to. And if you think that you're going to get, quote-unquote, boog training – you're just fucking justifying a decision that you already made. And it's just like, it's sad. It's really sad that That's people can talk you out of it. Too. Such That's a, a joke. joke too. Cause fucking people think that you're going to be like a badass when you join the military. Like, no dude, no, like you're going to be a fucking lawnmower or a yeah. fucking someone who mops the floors. You're just going to do bitch work and it's going to suck. And you're going to hate yourself. And you say, damn, that was a fucking mistake. It's not badass. And most of the people who get out, or and act like they're badasses were probably the ones who didn't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. So like, and and I'm, I mean, most people. I mean, I'm not saying I did like a fuckload of badass shit, but I'm also not being like I'm a fucking badass. But I don't know. People get people get in their heads with that shit. It's so fucking gay. I like I yeah. can't stand that. That is one thing I uh, just drives me nuts. Is people get this like bravado from being in the military. Yeah. I mean, I get it if you like did like special forces did some crazy shit, but that's that is like the the like the the one percent of the one yeah. percent like that and is are like, you gonna sell your soul to get there it's yeah. the same thing as fucking a correctional officer you're gonna sell your soul to get there and are you gonna like dude come on and like you can um i like talk uh sorry to shill but or uh or uh fucking uh i don't know grift or whatever the word is but like talk to my fucking co-host kato like he fucking uh went to syria on his own dime and uh be volunteered for the uh ypg and uh he told told special forces to suck his dick and they did he did cooler shit than they did because he could because he had the you know the freedom to do that just fucking go where you want to 
You don't have to join these organizations. Just fucking do it. Stop being a bitch. Stop being a pussy and just go. You know, you don't need someone to fucking take you there. Just go. Just do it. Yeah. I'm not advocating that. I mean, just saying, like, it, you know, he got really fucked up. He got shot like six times. But, like, you know, my point stands. Yeah. Don't, no, be a f don't, don't use this as an excuse. Yeah, my point, though, is the military is just not as bad, nowhere near as badass as the majority of people make it out to be. It's and not. it's so fucking annoying and super goddamn gay when people do it. Because it's like, if you've been in, you know, like, that dude's almost certainly full of shit. And the ones who actually yeah. have done quote-unquote badass shit, which means, for us, which means, like, super immoral shit, usually are the ones who feel fucked up about it and don't say a goddamn thing. Oh, they're you, fucked in the head, dude. Yeah, they usually are quiet, don't say a thing about it, and when they do, it's like maybe they've been drinking and they're, like, really fucked up about it. But, like, the, the ones who were, like, have this bravado about being in the military, they're full of fucking shit. Yeah. And it's, like, it's you You don't get this, like, badass training unless you do the badass training, like, special forces. Like, even, I mean, I'm kind of talking about, like, I don't really know about infantry, but the majority of shit is not that badass. Like, I was talking to Typo. I had him on my show before, and we were talking about, like, say with like guns and like yeah. qualified because people were like oh these guys you know your fucking armed forces these guys don't use guns half I my thought, soldiers failed half yeah. my fucking soldiers failed and, yeah, the, and thought, their mps their whole yeah. fucking job is to shoot guns pistols shotguns uh rifles fucking your job is to shoot guns like mm -hmm. uh what uh, fucking m320s I, I think it's called fucking uh, the grenade launchers because they shoot fucking tear gas because they're fucking riot control dude your job is to shoot guns half of your fucking failing what are you doing to me why are you useful you're not yeah and you're not going too. fucking fast dude if you can't shoot you can't too. shoot yes it is 100 percent. it's a fucking joke even type typo said it. he was a marine i was air force qualifying is a fucking joke and I, I mean me i've been i was in for 11 years Probably I could count. I mean, it was probably like literally like two or three times I actually had to qualify while I was in, and yeah. even then it was a joke. Like they, I, I literally remember watching the instructors poke holes for people who clearly missed it by like. A oh few. yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> that is a thing. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and transition uh to transitioning out of the of the military and or like working for the state. Like you know the the how was that for you? Was was that a hard move? Was that uh? Because I mean, no, oh, for me it was. They got their hooks in for me. Like, I mean, yep. if you've been listening to my show, I, I'm engaged in agorism for, you know, for any feds listening, that's a, that's a fucking joke, you know, but like, uh, you know, but I, I, I was able to kind of ease my transition out. And like yeah. you said, you, even after your revelation, you kind of, uh, stuck around for a while. I did the same thing. I know a lot of people like to have this idea that like, Oh, cool. Now I see the light. All right. I'm out. You know, I'm going to like stand on my principles and bounce. But it's like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Like I have a wife, I have kids. I, I mean, yeah sorry um my principles take a uh you you can call me a fucking unprincipled piece of shit i don't really care uh yep. you know but at the end of the day like i have mouths to feed you know i mean i oh yeah those those are valued more than my principles call yeah call me fucking whatever you want i don't give a shit but like i but i did try my best to ease the transition and like agorism was something that helped me uh so how was the transition for you was it like not hard because yeah. Do, I mean, do I was 11 say, years in active duty. Go yeah. ahead. Do you mind if I say one more thing about the MPs? It's yeah, super important. It. Okay, so like, we'll, we'll transition this. But like, okay, so like when I was in the Army, uh, Army National Guard as an MP lieutenant, okay, so I was in the Guard, so these guys had to have full-time jobs, right? Most of them were cops because military police transfers over to law enforcement. Most of them are cops. So there was this day, um, just if you, uh, the, the motto of MPs are like, you know, of the troops for the troops, right? We're supposed to be advocates for 
the soldiers. We're supposed to look out for our fellow soldiers. We're supposed to be the best of the soldiers because if we don't hold the line, then there is no line, right? So, you know, in my opinion, I took that to heart because I'm, you know, kind of (laughs) gay. But um, there was this day, uh, it really stuck out to me where I was, uh, you know, I was doing paperwork and this, uh, you know, these soldiers, um, they were all NCOs, like higher NCOs. And they were chuckling in the corner. Eh, whatever. They're in their fucking, you know, boys club. And they, you know, sir, sir, you got to see this shit. It's so fucking funny. They come up to me and they show this guy. He's on Facebook Live, right? And he's talking about how his girlfriend left him. He, he's a vet. He's a veteran, right? He served this country. He, his girlfriend left him. He lost his job. He has nothing left. He puts a shock in his mouth. He fucking blows his head off. Facebook Live. His dog comes up, he's fucking barking, doesn't know what's happening. Cops bust in. They're like, oh, fuck, we were too late. And these guys are laughing about it, dude. They're laughing about their fellow, their fellow fucking brothers, quote unquote brothers, fucking killing himself on Facebook Live. And they're laughing at that. It's the fun, funniest fucking thing they've ever seen. Like, yo, I, I'm a fan of dark humor, but like, yo, I, that hurts, man. That's my fucking guy. Like, that's that's the people that we're supposed to be looking out for, man. Like, Fucking a bunch of veterans every year fucking kill themselves in the VA parking lot. And that's not, that's not a laughing matter, right? Because fucking PTSD is rampant. We, you know, we all got lied into a fucking war and a lot of us got radicalized by it. And we fucking, some of us can't live with it. Some of us can. And, and you're supposed to be for the troops, man. And you're fucking laughing about a fucking vet killing himself. And you're a cop, by the way. So you're supposed to be serving the people. And so you're going to fucking laugh about that shit. It's just an insight on what law enforcement is. That's an insight on your security force. That's an insight on people who are supposed to be there on your behalf. You know, when you call 911, that's the guy on the other end who's coming to quote-unquote rescue. He doesn't give a fuck about you. You're a chalk line, you know? No one's there to save you. You're there to save yourself. You got to do anything you can to save yourself. But, again, I digress. We're trying to move past this. My transitioning. Um, You know, when I left prison... There was a like a lot of people who were like, "You're not gonna make it. You're gonna come crawling back." Uh, they don't care about you, dude. They don't give a fuck about you. They want you to come back because you're just another number. You're just another body. You're just another shift. Okay. So you know, for those of you who are law enforcement out there, for those of you who are first responders out there, because I I like to reach out to you. You're my target audience. Former inmates, former uh, you know convicts, former. Uh, first responders, we're out here. We exist. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Quit your job. Because, like, I know that all your coworkers are saying that, like, there's nothing out there for you. Fuck, my uh, my buddy who quit the uh, he, uh, former, um, what's it, Liberty, Liberty-minded medic. Uh, I don't think he does it anymore because he got a lot of heat from his former department. Uh, because that's that's what happens when you leave your department. They feel threatened, They they and they threaten you with like, you know, everything, everything they have in their, their disposal. But, uh, anyways, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, they told him he was going to, he's going to be nothing. They told me I was going to be nothing. They told me I was going to fail at roofing. They told me that, that I was going to come crawling back because that's all I'm good for. And you're not, you're better than that. You're better than the state. You're better than bitch work. You're better than serving. And you're not serving the community. You're serving fucking tyrants and monsters, blood soaked fucking pieces of shit. You know, you're better than this and you deserve more. You deserve to be paid more. You deserve a moral job and uh, you should you should seek it. It took me a long time. took me a year and a half to find a fucking job. 
and I had to pull strings and I had to talk to friends who knew someone who knew someone who knew someone to get me fucking interview. And it was worth it. You know, you just have to dig. You just have to fucking dig down and find it. Fucking get a different job, dude. And and so worth it. When you fucking leave, when you walk out that gate, when you walk out that fence, put your badge down on that fucking desk and you say, I'm done. It's the greatest fucking feeling in the world. It's the greatest fucking feeling in the world, dude. There's nothing like it. You can sleep soundly at night. Dude, nothing better. Yeah, I feel you. No, that's that's uh, definitely true. Um, yeah, um, with that, what would you tell someone who wants to uh, work for the state? Uh, what would oh. be, be your parting message for, for these fucking uh, lost souls? Don't. <laughs> Sweet Christ, don't. You'll regret it immediately. Yeah. You will. Like, dude, uh, the moment you walk into the shark tank, like, are you talking about prison specifically or first responders? Just, just the state. I was just using the state because, I mean, you, you're military. You were... You were yeah. fucking uh, the prison as well, so it's you kind of both. Just, I mean, they're kind of different. I'm sure. Like, uh, it seems to be the 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 prison was a little shittier, whereas it sounds to me like the the guard was a little more cushy. So, uh, but, well, it's a, it's a, it's once a month, but they own you still. Like, yeah, if you work for exactly. the state, they own you. You know, they own your ass. You know, uh, when I worked for the prison, it was damn near impossible to get fired. There were people who sold drugs to inmates. They were asked to quit. There are people who had sex with inmates. They were asked to quit. Um, there was only one time that I was going to be threatened to be fired, and that was if someone discovered I was Jay Flintlock. Mm-hmm. Um, because the one thing that you can't do is speak against them. They don't like gang members who speak out against them. Uh, you can do anything you want. It's impossible to get fucking fired unless you're a bad gang member. Um, so... People that I would tell who are joining the state, I mean, if you're really thinking about it, you're already too lost. Like, if you've heard all of this and if you've seen everything that I've done and you've heard my speech at the, you know, you know that, that I have pinned on my account, if you've seen my post, if you've seen Free Thought Project, if you've seen everything that, uh, you know, the amount of innocent people who are locked up, I think it's, uh, it's 250,000 people at this point as of 2020 according to the innocent project uh, that are locked up right now. I can't help you. You're going to do what you're going to do. Um, I already lost a guy to prison who's, who's working now. Um, and I feel bad for you. I really do. Cause I know it's going to come and it's going to be a world of disappointment of self-hatred. It's just going to be sad. I really feel bad for you. And uh, you know, I, 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 I don't feel, I don't feel sorry for you. That's sorry for you because I, I gave you every warning I could. Mm-hmm. But I do feel bad because you're just going to fucking hate yourself and you're just going to you're gonna turn everyone against you. Yeah. I would say from my, my end, um, you know, especially specifically for military, uh, anyone listening, go check out episode 58. If you're considering joining the military, if you know anyone who is or is currently in, go check out episode 58, which is Schroeder's story. Was that the one that I hit you up about? That was, that was the one that I talked to you about? Maybe. I don't, the guy I don't who um, he took out those innocent people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That one will Listen to that. Yeah. Listen to that episode. Yep. That will. Uh, that will. And it's. It, I, I like that episode so much because there, there's a contrast of me, who was in the Air Force, I had more of a cushy. I did yep. the like 11 years. So I was like kind of doing the whole careerism path. He did an enlistment, was like basically the, the real shit, you know, was in the shit. And he did some fucked up stuff. So you got to kind of compare and contrast because like 
he basically had the real shit path and I had the like, you know, the bureaucracy, you know, kind of yeah. cushy path. And you get to see how they're both shitty. And uh especially his. His like will fuck with you. Um so anyone checking it out and you know, I, I can't I mean that was my pin tweet for like forever until like, a Dave Smith episode. Um, but like, <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Yeah, I mean, I, no I, one I, can blame you for that. <laughs> which I mean, I wish that fucking gut episode as much episode got as much traction as the Dave Smith episode did because yeah. I feel like that one is way more powerful. Um, but yeah, uh, with that, is there anything I missed that you really want to cover? Or, or you? Oh, you I'll think of it. I'll think of it <laughs> later, and I'll hate okay. myself for it. Oh, it's all good. With that, you oh, want to go ahead yeah. and drop whatever plugs you got, unless you can. Um, so uh, I, I, I occasionally do my own show uh, when I find inspiration or someone hits me up about uh, their time uh, as a first responder. It's the Flintlock Faction. Again, super gay name, super tryhard name. I was very angry when I made it. Uh, and I, um, I occasionally write essays as well. Sometimes it's on NBlock Press. I'm currently working on one for the Anarch. Uh, and I have a Twitter. It is J Flintlock, J Flintlock, J underscore Flintlock. I'm on uh, Instagram. Uh, it's Lever Action for Liberty. I got sucked, so I went to a different weapon system. Um, if you're a first responder, please reach out to me. Uh, I'd love to have you. If you're a former inmate, please reach out to me. I'd love to have you. I'd love to hear your story. Um, I'm I'm just trying to reach out to anyone who has any contact with the fucking criminal justice system. Get your story out. Mm-hmm. Just let me know. Just hit me up. That's all I got. All right. Also, for me, I am uh, No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm on all the major podcatchers uh, right now. The stuff I'm working on, the biggest thing I'm working on right now is I'm I'm doing an Anarchist Handbook series. So I've got uh, Magnus Pinvidia. We covered Sterner. Oh, yeah. uh, I did Dave Smith. We covered uh, Rothbard. Uh, I just recorded with Thaddeus on MS Emma Goldman. I'm gonna be recording uh, this week with uh, Ace on um, Benjamin Tucker. Uh, and there'll be more to come. That's what I got scheduled for now. I already have other people slotted, just not, just not a, uh, not not slotted. But I haven't penciled in, but not penned like slotted for an actual time yet. But I have other people. I have a whole bunch of stuff coming up with that. So that'll that'll be that'll be interesting how that goes. Those episodes uh, are lit, dude. Yeah, no, I'm having fun with them. Uh, they're 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 definitely good. I uh, yeah, no, no, it's just definitely fun. It's it's cool reading through it too, because uh, I'd highly suggest anyone who's interested go read it, because it's just cool seeing anarchy from all the different perspectives. Oh, yeah. Um, with that, yeah, like, share, subscribe, all that gay shit. With that, I'm out. Appreciate you coming on, bud. Yep. All right, well, I broke this.